0: DJ kids, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time to welcome in the blue part of the red and the blue, Brian Keel here to talk BYU football and maybe a little conference championship football as well. Brian, good morning. Good morning. How, y- how y'all doing? Good. We need an explanation, Brian.
1: I do not have one.
0: Oh, okay. Never mind then. <laughs> Why good did they score to a
2: touchdown against San Diego State?
1: Oh, man, I saw a stat embarrassing twice for BYU and it said that in the last 20 years only four college football teams have had over 400 yards of offense and only mustered a field goal and BYU's done it twice now (laughs) that's crazy
2: man that is crazy
1: (laughs) oh man I, I saw that stat I was like man how are we involved in that horrible stat and twice that's just bad that's bad football that's just really bad football
0: so what changes in the red zone? Because obviously there were three field goal attempts, one made, two missed. Uh, so a lot of yards getting down the field, but then in the red zone, it all comes to, I mean, you're on the defensive side of the ball, but you know what the issues are and the advantages are the defense has there. What what was going wrong for BYU in the, in the red zone?
1: Yeah, so um, for the casual observer, red zone offense and defense is different. Um, you know, the... The, the defense you do not have as much field to defend now so you know if you're if you're a corner you don't have to defend a go route the same as you would in the middle of the field because you know you can't run a 40-yard route there's there's limited real estate down there everything changes and some teams are really good at taking advantage of that offensively and Conversely, some teams are really good at playing red zone defense. Obviously, San Diego State has a good defense. has a good de- all year. Um, we made them look like world beaters, um, but they boat up. They boat up really well in the red zone. Which, as a defender, that's what you that's what you want to do. Um, if you if you can if you can really just get tight down there and make them kick field goals, and then if they go ahead and miss those field goals you're going to end up winning the game. So hats off to San Diego State. They they executed very well in the red zone.
2: So we in sports radio play Monday morning quarterback, or in this case, Friday morning quarterback. And with that in mind, I mean, I know you're not a quarterback expert, um, but I'm watching this game thinking, okay, it's just not happening for Zach Wilson. And I don't like to necessarily switch quarterbacks just on a whim. But Baylor Romney has been a little bit of a surprise and a, not a totally proven commodity, but I thought they needed a spark. And yep. given the fact that he'd played well, you know, if he hadn't had no experience, that's another story, but he had played well, why not make a change?
1: Yeah, so I, you know, typically I'm, I'm not for that, but in this situation, I would have given it a good hard look and maybe done it and for everything that you just said and especially considering i think it's different when you you kind of you have the starting quarterback and he's the guy and um and and that is there is merit to that and it's different when that guy's been in there every snap every game been playing the whole season but considering that wilson's been hurt he's been out of it has been rusty when he's been back who knows how his thumb is um, considering all those things, man, I, I, I don't know. I wonder how much discussion went into it. If I was the head coach, which I'm not, um, I definitely would have thought long and hard at it. Um, one thing, you know, Wilson, I think he's got tremendous talent, um, but he is a gunslinger, and he has turned into even more of a gunslinger, unfortunately, for us this year. Um, Ten interceptions is just way too many way too many times throwing it to the other team, and especially, I mean he's missed five games and having that many interceptions. So that's something that he's going to have to work on. He has the talent, and sometimes that talent, it, it's mesmerizing, and you start to think that you can force a ball in that you, you really shouldn't. And that's it's really bit us at critical times this year, and that's, that's something for him as a quarterback, as a football player, he has got to address in this offseason and get better at.
0: Brian Keel, former BYU linebacker, former NFL guy, joined us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I'm curious, as you put a wrap here on the regular season, apparently BYU doesn't travel well. In a crazy up-and-down season, Uh Losing at Toledo, at USF, at San Diego State. UMass, honestly, looked to me like a high school team. That wasn't even a true game. Utah State, yeah, they travel barely. you gotta, you got to bus up to Logan. Uh, what about these road games and the travels seem to, to trip BYU up? Because they should have won two or possibly even all three of those games.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't, a lot of it's routine. And I think coaches, coaches can be really good at um and a lot of a lot of coaching is x and o's but in terms of like the head guy's job a lot of it is logistics and and management and just having a routine And, and this is you know again like somebody who hasn't played high level football they're not really around that and um they don't understand how much goes into that um you know i played with the giants and i wasn't super fond of tom coughlin just as a as a as a player's coach, cause he wasn't a player's coach. He, he didn't really like me and I didn't really like him, but he was a good coach, obviously won two Super Bowls. Um, I thought he was, I thought he was a good coach. And one of the, one of his really assets was, was that management. He was really good at just like keeping the team focused and, and ready to play and traveling and just all the little logistics. Um, my true freshman year, Uh, was Gary Croton's second season, and um, I thought he was a good football coach, X and O's, really good. Um, But it's some of that management stuff that got away from him, which was his downfall as the head coach at BYU. Um, we, We traveled, we went down and played Nevada, and we flew down there the day of the game, which was just Just asinine, just a stupid idea. And you have, I mean, you get on an airplane and you have, you know, the oxygen's weird and your legs feel weird and you're. It's just, just a stupid idea. And you know, long story short, we got beat by Nevada and the wheels ended up coming off. And I, I mean, there's no way to know, but I tell you right now, I guarantee you, if we don't fly down there the day of the game, we don't lose to Nevada. In two thousand and two, coming off a twelve and two season the year before, um, my my point is, yeah, you, BYU has not they have not done a good job, and I don't know that it's it's you know instances of that where the coaches have mismanaged it, but I can absolutely speak from experience that it makes a difference, and it's it's something that they need to look at and improve on.
2: Well, playing spin the bottle to determine your quarterback also didn't help.
1: Oh, are you talking about Croton? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that that was probably uh, the biggest uh, probably recruiting guys outside that didn't want to follow the honor code was probably his biggest downfall. And yeah, spin the ball at quarterback definitely hurt him. Um, should have played Ben Olsen that year in two thousand and two. He was he was legit.
2: Remember it well.
0: <laughs> when Michelle King looks at you when you walk in the newsroom and says, What is he doing? Like, I don't I don't know how to explain it. Michelle. I got nothing for you. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he thinks exactly. it's gonna. He thinks it's gonna work, but nobody else does that. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Michelle, don't yell at me.
2: <laughs> what uh, with that in mind, Brian? what Would you think of the extension for Kalani?
1: I thought it was the absolute, absolute um, right thing to do for a couple of reasons, and we've talked about this before. I um, thought I thought he, he has earned it in in the way that he's he's uh, coached the team. I don't think that he's earned it just running away and that's not a slight on him. And that's just, that's obvious. Anybody, you know, I don't think that would offend quantity by me saying that, but anybody that's watched it, you know, it's not like we've been having 10 win seasons and, you know, just been dominating. So I don't think he earned it running away, but I do think he's done a good job. I think he's done a good job managing tough situations, particularly with injuries. I don't know what it is about BYU football and all of college sports, all of, all of college football, everybody has injuries, but for whatever reason we just we get nailed year after year and it really it, 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 it's tough and he is, I think he's done a good job overcoming that. Um, so for all those reasons, and then on top of it, there's just you know to be the devil's advocate because I know a lot of people think that we should make a change. I have people in my family I'm not going to name names and throw them under the bus. But I have people within my family who, are, who think that, oh, we need to make a change. And that's, that's called sports. You know, fans are fickle. They think that a change is going gonna, is gonna to be automatic improvement. But the devil's advocate is, who else are you going to get? And, you know, I, I don't think that's the best thing to say because it's not like you want to have the job by default. But that is something that you have to keep in mind is that, you know, you make a change there. Okay, now what? Now who are you going to get? Um, So for for both of those reasons, I do think he's earned it. He hasn't earned it running away, but um, I think he has earned it, and the alternative is I don't don't know who you're going to
0: get. Brian Keel joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I don't know that Utah fans want to know what you think, given some of the (laughs) long-running back-and-forth you had with them, but it seems like, you know, football – and the Utes look great. Oregon looked great destroying USC, but they haven't looked that good the last three games. And I think the last two have been a real problem. Certainly, they lost ASU and kind of muddled through that Oregon State thing. Uh, what kind of shot did the Utes have at winning this game? And then what kind of shot do they have at getting to the playoffs?
1: Well, the first thing I want to say is I'm watching those two games, Utah's against Colorado and
0: BYU's
1: against San Diego state on Saturday. And what came into my mind was a tweet that I sent out after the, I can't, I think it was just right after the BYU Utah game. And I, I said, it was the whole game manager thing. And I said, I said, Wilson is a gamer and Huntley is a game manager. And I was thinking about that tweet on Saturday. And I was thinking to myself, that tweet did not age well because, <laughs> because those two quarterbacks, um, unfortunately wilson has really struggled this year and like i said you know with throwing it to the other team and he has kind of had the sophomore slump and has digressed a little bit and on the flip side huntley has absolutely done the opposite he has progressed and developed and he's become all the things that utah has hoped and wished for And i've said i have actually joked um about this for for five six seven years i've said man just kind of like ribbing my Utah fan neighbors, I've said, "Man, Utah's got a good team. Imagine if they had a quarterback." I, I have literally said that joke for years now because they've they have had they've had all the pieces on their their roster, um, and now they finally have the guy under center that that looks to be like he can lead them to the promised land. Um, they have a fantastic football team. Obviously, um, great chance to beat Oregon. They're favored. I think the, the line is, is five points, and um, it should be a fantastic football game. It's going to be the best team that Utah's faced all year, so I'm interested to see how that plays out, how they respond, because they've had, played some, some pretty easy teams, so it'll be interesting to see how they respond to a real challenge. And like I said last week or two weeks ago, it's going to come down to, to turnovers. Um, if Utah continues to have turnovers like they have, then they win the game, and they have a really good chance at, at getting in the, the dance.
2: Oh. We'll have to see what happens. Do you think that Utah's success has a negative effect upon BYU's football program?
1: Yeah. So someone, some a BYU fan on Twitter <clears throat> said something. Uh, it, it, there were, I think there was a couple fans uh, going back and forth, and one of the, the BYU fans said that Utah's success absolutely. He said it was a zero sum game, and that their success absolutely no matter what hurts BYU. And I think there you, that is a school of thought. You can look at it that way. Um, but another thing, too, is, uh, and this was, was my response, I said, you know, as Utah has success, I think one silver lining is it puts pressure on BYU decision-makers. Like, what are we going to do? How, how are we going to respond? And, and if you look back, when Utah and TCU left the conference, that put pressure on BYU to, to make a decision. What are we going to do? And they ended up getting a, a, a good, lucrative deal with ESPN and going independent, which I, and I think at, at the time, I think that was the right choice. Um, anyway, you know, Utah has just continued to progress as a program, and, and we're, you know, we're, we're tied at the hip. And as they progress and as we stagnate, I think that puts pressure on our decision makers. That um, you know, I don't know if it's more money, if it's more resources, if it's you know loosening up some some standards and requirements. Um, and it's not just the honor code. I, I don't know that a lot of people know this, but BYU has heightened academic standards that other schools don't have to deal with in recruiting. So it's not just the honor code. It's also academic things, and it just there's a lot of, of uh, handcuffing on the on the football and basketball programs, and so I think maybe Utah success puts some pressure for some changes. Who knows? We'll see.
0: Brian Keel, former BYU linebacker, NFL guy. Who's the best college football team in the country? Who's going to win this?
1: Um, I would either... I think it's either LSU or Ohio State.
0: I thought you were going to say that, but I Um, wanted you to pick one.
1: I want to pick one? Um, Man, I... I'd probably say LSU. Um, I think they're a little stronger defensively. Um, I think Ohio State has the, the offense. I don't know because I think Ohio State has the best player in my opinion. In my opinion, in college football, um, uh, what is the pass rusher's name? Young is that his name? What's his name? Yeah, yeah, Chase Young. Yeah, I think he's the best player. Um, so I don't know. I think. Maybe slight edge because of the defense to LSU, but I don't know. I'm not giving you a good answer. We'll go LSU. We'll say that.
0: Well, Brian, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us all season long, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you about the bowl game here in a little while.
1: Sounds good. You guys, take care.
0: Brian Keel, Join us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.